I think very important for entrepreneurs, especially women entrepreneurs, to say no to as many things that they say yes to. Because your first impulse is that okay, I'm going to say yes to this, or nothing's free. You know, my schedule is free on 8th of May, which is Mother's Day. Let me say yes to this. But I think very important to say that is it aligning to my goal, right? What is my goal, and then am I aligning with that? Hi, I'm Sanira, and I'm a mom of two, a daughter of an immigrant and an unlikely entrepreneur who went from scaling an idea to a nine-figure business. Along the way, I learned that less than two percent of female founders ever hit a million in revenue. And I'm on a mission to change that because we should all feel empowered enough to run our lives like we're the CEO. Since I never went to CEO school, I've had to learn it all the hard way. Now I'm sharing it all with you so that you can join us as we discuss the mindset, money, and marketing secrets of the women who have bet big on unconventional paths to their version of success. Grab a seat because class is officially in session. Welcome to CEO School. Hi, I'm Sanira Madani, and welcome to CEO School. Today's guest is the founder and CEO of India's most trusted discovery platform for parenting and childcare, kidsstoppress.com. Based out of Mumbai, Monsi Zaveri is an entrepreneur and mom of two who combines her passion for digital media and her parenting journey to empower parents to make informed decisions. Monsi is the host of Raising Parents podcast, which hit 3 million streams in just 12 months of its launch, and Kidstop Press podcast, which ranks in the top 50 podcasts worldwide in the kids and family category. In addition to this, she's also an Amazon best-selling author, and Monsi is a recipient of Business World's 40 Under 40 Award has been literally featured in every major India publication. And we're so excited to welcome Monty today to the show. Welcome, Monty. Thank you. Thanks, Sunaira. I, I We're just getting to know each other a little bit before the episode. And I was like, explain to me, because I'm on the website and I just cannot believe you built this literally a media empire. It's like Parents Magazine, digital, but for Asian country. Tell us a little bit about kids.press.com and what it is why you built it, how it started. To give you a quick background, Tanira, I've done this for the last eight years. And the underlying fact of building Kidstop Press was to provide parents a trusted space where they can discover everything that they want for their kids, right? From conception or, you know, where they're tra- when, you know, a little before conception all the way till their kids are about 16 years of age. It, it's really like your safe heaven when you want to ask anything whether it is about what should I feed my kids or, you know, what bra to get my my child when she hits uh, her, her teens, right? And the reason for starting this was, you know, when I became a first-time mom back in 2008, I realized that I had two voices playing in my head. One was that of my mother that said, parent this way. And the other way was Google said that, okay, parent this way, right? And we are kind of a sandwich generation who's still trying to stick to their roots while finding science in a lot of age-old practices that are now resurfacing to make their presence. Also, I think before an idea becomes a really, really strong action point in our lives, life gives us a couple of whispers, right? And I heard this on the on the Super Soul podcast by Oprah. And, and I think we all have those moments. And for me, I had two or three of those moments, right? Two or three of those whispers. One was when I was driving for about 40 minutes downtown and 
you know, I didn't look up from my good old BlackBerry for almost 40 minutes because I was all consumed typing, finishing some text. I was like, increasingly about 70% of our waking up time is going to be spent on this little phone. How are we making the most in communicating to our consumers on this device and in a non-intrusive fashion, right? I haven't looked up at billboards. I haven't seen a magazine. I haven't. So I've cut out so many mediums. I've cut out digital. I've cut out, sorry, I've cut out print. I've cut out outdoor. I've cut out all forms of communication to be on this device. That was one. The second was I went, when my daughter was about two and a half, I went back back into the US all alone with her. And I literally hop every city that I would go to with her figuring out what to do next in that city. And that's the time I realized that there has to be a platform like that for women and moms to figure out what to do in their city back home. And that's about it. And the third was a real push by fellow moms who made me feel a little bit of an outcast because back then in 2008, 2009 in India, not a lot of women were full-time working moms. So I was not ready to give up what I was doing or give up my professional life, which was head of international brands like French Connection and Calvin Klein back home in India to be a full-time working mom. I wanted to give up my professional career or to start something on my own until I was completely ready that want to do this for myself and I don't want to blame my child for the rest of her life. I gave up being a working mom because of you. Because I think then that that equation would have completely changed. So that's when I kickstarted Kidstop Press. And uh, yes, now it's li- like, like you rightly put it, it's become into this media empire for the parenting and baby care segment in India. There's so many reasons why I love this. First and foremost, I love what you talked about. Of, I mean, you literally just built a major media empire as a working mom. There are so many things that yeah. you like that I'm going to come back here. First, you talked about the fact that you were kind of struggling. You, you became a new mom, you had two voices in your head. And I think a lot of us mothers especially can relate to that. I am Pakistani. My parents are Pakistani. And I, when you said like, you have your mom's voice in your head and then you're looking up Google and you want to kind of, you have two completely different, different voices. And you're like, I was stuck in just like figuring out what's actually right for my kid. I can give you examples of my mom would literally, without me knowing, crack raw eggs in my daughter's milk. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like you cannot give my child animal protein. She can't even like, we've not even given her an avocado yet. And in my mom's mindset, she's like, well, this is how you grew up. And this is what I put in your milk. And like, she's not eating well. So she's too thin. I need to throw in like a raw (laughs) egg now in her defense. Like that was how she grew up. And I'm just sharing that example because I think a lot of women that have like that have Asian backgrounds and all across Asia, like whether it's India, whether it's, you know, you know, South Asian backgrounds or East Asian backgrounds, I think that you do have these mixed Western ways versus traditional ways. So I could really relate to that. I could see a lot of our audience relating to that. You didn't just decide you were like, okay, where do I go for this information? India didn't have a platform. And although 2008 doesn't seem that long ago, you were like, you saw the industry going, you're like, why? I mean, you're looking in the palm of your hands and you're like, this is where yeah, the world yeah. is headed. I need information that connects for our traditions for, yeah. for Asia. And you literally built, you know, big, and you were working mom. You said you were working for, yeah, you were, yeah. you were in marketing and advertising and you were building media for Calvin Klein and Unilever and all these major brands. And when you said that you had your daughter and you're like, I want to continue my professional career, like I'm not ready to give it up. 
And what's incredible about your story is this may sound maybe to a lot of the listeners that are here at CEO school that are American or Western based, it doesn't sound that novel, but this is a really big step as an Indian woman to say, I'm not going to give up my career. And instead I'm going to become a media mogul like that. And you built the most incredible, would you say it was like the largest independent media platform? One of the largest in your country. Yes. Yes, absolutely. It is. Amazing. I'm floored. I like, I'm so obsessed. This is awesome. Okay. So how'd you do it? Right. So I'm sure there were a million things that went wrong. Like share some of your lessons. Like what have you learned in building that? I think first up was, you know, straight after I quit and I decided to tell my parents, okay, this is what I want to do. My mom said, go for it. My mom's always been a working mom. And, uh, you know, even when I, I remember when I had my child in 2008, she said, okay, you're going to take care of your kids, but I hope you're not going to give up your career because she never gave up hers. And she said, it's so important to be financially independent. You know, you will then be able to make a lot of the decisions and, and carve out a pathway of your own. So I think first up, it's very important to have that mindset going right, right? And Sunira, I've heard so many episodes where you talk about a mindset shift, which is far more important than any of the mistakes that we make or any of the, you know, the the action plan that we put into place. Because if you've given up in your head, then everything will seem like a big, big roadblock. Second up is I think when you were building, when you're building up ground zero, I think it's so important to kind of put into play SOPs of how you want to build this as a single founder, especially, because then as you scale, as you grow up, it's so important to get your team to follow the same sort of SOPs. And, you know, if you've missed doing that, I would say whatever stage in your business you are, take a pause and kind of put that into play because otherwise scaling up will be very, very difficult. I think is very important is identify who are your real target audiences. What is a day in their life? Like what is, you know, like, like when my team's drafting any piece of content, whether it's for our podcast, whether it's for our YouTube channel or Instagram, I always depend on what's your CPP, right? Your consumer pain point. If you try and get your consumer to say yes to the consumer pain point, it will just ease out every piece of, you know, it will literally drive every piece to virality or to reach a critical mass, which I think is very, very important. So if you're building any bit of media, no matter which platform it is, just try and get that CPP very, very clear. And also, you know, when you say... What were what was the roadmap like? It you know there have been so many number of platforms that have come and gone in the parenting space, India. But I think what everybody got wrong was trying to build for their clients versus their readers. And what I mean by that is you build for your advertisers. Ah, you forget that. the voice of why you build it. You've somewhere deviated from your why, and I think that becomes a very very important piece when you're building any sort of, I'm sure when you're doing that at Stacks as well, there's somewhere there are temptations along the way, but you need to just move the needle back to your why when you're feeling lost or when you're feeling you're not getting the results for the efforts that you're putting in. So I would say those were a few of the, you know, few of the steps that we we took early on. And the biggest one is identify the platforms that actually work and, and say no, which is so important to the ones that don't work for you. 
for us example twitter was not a platform where the parent was so we said it's okay we're not building for twitter but we knew the moms were on pinterest so pinterest became a huge driving force for us we knew the moms were on instagram became a huge driving force for us also early, being early adopters of media becomes very very critical in the media business we were on podcast way back in 2017 2018 when podcasting wasn't so big today we're talking of three separate shows on the way to doing a fourth one which is going to be a hindi show for parents reaching you know on a platform which is going to have 25 million plus downloads is going to be crazy because we were way up ahead for 25 our time. 25 million plus downloads. Oh my goodness. Like do you yes. understand? I don't think like our audience understands the mass at what you have built. Like this is the I think the largest on like I think that what you've built is the the highest number of eyeballs out of any business that I've ever interviewed. I think you you literally have the highest number of eyeballs on your business. That's is that I'm, because we're also talking of a really large population size. Yeah, it is a very large population size which only makes it harder. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's more competition. Yeah. And I think more competition so near but at the same time you have to understand that there are so many different languages, cultures, regions, right? Every state speaks a different language in this country. So it the complexities are that much more, right? The way a parent parents in the north of India is very different from the south to west to east and food is a very very big part. Culture is a very very big part of Indian parenting, right? So every 1000 miles the region, the culture, the way you're parenting, the dialect, the conversation, everything's changing. So therefore you're speaking to a very diverse and vast audience and therefore the challenges are that many more. So therefore it's very very important to keep a common thread that connects all of these parents together. I think it's so incredible. I'd love to maybe I mean you're a podcasting expert. You're on your fourth show now. How did you get so much virality so quickly on a podcast? We've many entrepreneurs listening in the room. Some of them have shows, some of them want to aspire to have a podcast. Any tips on podcasting? So so strangely, I, I must share with you how I started my podcasting journey because that's very interesting. I was driving my daughter to the school bus stop one day and you know she she kept asking this and this was way back when she was about 2 and a half and now my kids are 13 and 9 and she asked me mom why are all school buses yellow and i was like i don't you know i, I didn't want to tell her i don't know so i said I, i'll i'll tell you i'll tell you and i knew i had to go back to google and find out why are school buses yellow and then she asked me something about dinosaurs and as not so much into it and as i felt as a parent i constantly need to keep going back and i you know to to a lot of the facts that i possibly didn't know and i said wow what if there was just like bite sized news for children that parents could just consume on the way to school drop offs and and you know the kids could actively listen while the parent is passively dreaming or thinking of the next errand to run and that's how i started the kids podcast which was like a bite sized show for kids with two and a half minute episodes and you know i just walked to office that day and i said guys we need to just start on a podcast right and way back into 20 you know 4 years ago we just started on soundcloud and put it together in very quick edits and then sunira what happened was i said why don't i have an adult show because i 
have access as a platform to the best celebrities and you know how big bollywood is right i've seen you at bollywood i've seen you at weddings dancing to bollywood tunes so i i, I know you're a big bollywood lover i'm a well. big bo- i'm like a <laughs> bollywood lover i love it i love it so much i crave it so much i have no access to it right so for- India and and be part of all the bollywood stuff i want to be there <laughs> so when i realized that i have access to experts i have access to some of the biggest bollywood stars i have access to the best educators in the in the city in the country in the world why am i not putting that sort of content back onto the podcast and and i think when you ask the question the what was the virality it was about getting some of the best guests on the show so if i was to give you uh, parallels i've got neer eyal who's spoken about being indestructible he's a best selling author we've got oliver jeffers who's a children's author we've got ruskin bond again who's a kids author we've got the likes of karina kapoor to you know to samira reddy to you know a whole bunch of bollywood parents on the show as well and that's the time when you're collaborating i think the key to a show is or or key to any piece of content is how well do you collaborate and does that collaborator solve problems of the cpp that i spoke to you earlier about and about bringing in a very very diverse different audience remind right? us again and what the cpp stands for consumer pain point consumer right. pain point so it's it's the yeah, no, yeah. we call it like i like I, ideal customer what is your ideal customer and what is that transformation that you're doing for them yeah absolutely so if you're driving that home and bringing a completely different audience base it becomes extremely important so when you're collaborating and and kind of an emotion to take action is again something that we drive across different communications right so if you are touching especially in the parenting space if you're touching a chord that prompts the parents to take an action then it will always work wonders right like what's the desired action you want the parent to take after they've felt the emotion and the last bit would be habit forming content if you go on our instagram page every single day at 9 am we put out a funny quote which has become part of our identity right the consumer is so used to seeing us every morning as soon as they hit their instagram page that it's almost become second nature like they can even if we did not brand our posts if they saw that font if they saw that style they would know it's a kids stop press quote and you know they become your advocates and kind of call out if anybody is even remotely aping you or copying you or trying to do your style i think that becomes extremely important so i think i'm i'm oh. on it right now and i think today it says i now know how it will end for me one of my kids will unplug my life support to charge their ipad <laughs> exactly you see that it's awesome i love it well this has been so incredible getting to know your journey i mean especially you know what were some of the struggles i'd love to kind of you know as we close off there's you know i think it's amazing what you're doing already as an entrepreneur and just you know what you've done but i think it's even more incredible for us to recognize kind of in the environment that you're in and the country that you're in there's still a lot of oppression and not a lot of opportunity for women can you kind of speak on what's happening in india and how we can best support it or how you you know how you know just anything in that regard because i i do want to talk about that so honestly it is you know we're we're at this very critical juncture right now where there is in fact in india there are so many more opportunities than one can even imagine right but we're still talking and uh, scraping the surface with like 
about you know just one percentile of the audience getting access to a lot of important information or products or services but it is a massive wave of digitization that india is going through and i think that everything that we're offering today is only you know building highways at this point in time for a much much bigger audience play that's coming into into the country especially even in the payment space right and i i know that's that's a space that you're in but when i say in the payment spaces we're not even you know we're we're barely about you know 0.5% of subscriptions right so subscriptions is a huge way for media companies to grow as well next bit i would say is some of the struggles that you mentioned i think for any entrepreneur the biggest struggle would be time and i would say that i think very important for entrepreneurs especially women entrepreneurs to say no to as many things that they say yes to because your first impulse is that okay i'm going to say yes to this or nothing's free you know my schedule is free on 8th of may which is uh, which is mother's day let me say yes to this but i think very important to say that is it aligning to my goal right what is my goal and then am i aligning with that right i'll give you a simple example earlier this afternoon i was coaching and mentoring some women on building their businesses because that's a very very you know that's like my passion project where i want to support a lot of women in what they're doing and um, especially a lot of women founders and what came in very naturally was like okay you know if somebody wants to do a conversation on breastfeeding but my larger goal is to get at least support at least 1000 women founders to achieve their goal and if i'm going to say yes to a breastfeeding conversation versus saying yes to supporting those 1000 women on their journeys which one am i going to say yes to so try and say just because your calendar looks free do not say yes to everything even if it is futuristic march april may whenever say yes to things that are aligning with your goal right so that would be very very important and also i think a lot of women go guilt tripping and decide to give up on things and so you know i've seen you you're so unapologetic which i absolutely love about hey i've just reached home and you know your husband's cooked up something delicious or you managed to squeeze in some time in the morning with your girls and and you may not be present at important moments which may be important for some may not be important for some but you're absolutely unapologetic about how ambitious you are and which i absolutely love and admire so you're not going to get everything every day which i think is important to acknowledge but you will get everything some day may not be on the same day right so i think it's very important for us as women entrepreneurs to admit to that and i would also say support yourself with an outsource what's not your strength and what you don't want to do right i have outsourced things like the cooking the cleaning you know things that i i'm not particularly passionate about doing so i think pick your strengths and weaknesses and say okay this is something that i don't want to do or say i don't want to say yes to so i think once we start identifying those i think it becomes so much more seamless and very mindful in saying yes to right and go don't go guilt tripping and prioritize yourself i always say that you know i always carve out time for myself early in the morning to make sure that i am feeling good about myself to make everyone else around me feel better about themselves and and most importantly say that self care is not selfish especially uh, you know the asian mindset is always serve everyone else before you serve yourself and all of that so i think it's very very important to be mindful of of being mindful for yourself first before everyone else
I love it. These are all incredible tips for women. And I agree with everything you said before we end the episode, Monsi, and this has been such an amazing conversation. I'd love to play a little game of rapid fire to get to know you a little bit better. Um, mm-hmm. Are you ready? Yes. All right. Coffee or tea? tea. I think I know this one. A chai for sure. Right? Yeah. Awesome. 100%. 100%. Uh, favorite pizza topping? Mm, nothing, actually. Just, just cheese? Just cheese. Just cheese. Journal or meditate? Both. Oh, I like that. I saw that you're a big yogi on Instagram. Yes. Yes. High tech or low tech? Mm, I'll take consumer tech, whatever works there, consumer. Oh, okay. Favorite book or an author? It has to be James Clear Atomic Habits. Ooh, Atomic Habits is so good. We read that in the book club, inside of the club last quarter. A favorite female inspiration from history or in current? It has to be Oprah. Ooh, I, I love it. she created the best, best media business for herself. And yeah, I think I've, I've really, really admired her. Amazing. And then do you have a word of the year or an affirmation? Do. Do. Just do. Do. I like that. Very simple. Fun one, red or white wine? Red. I love it. Me too. Awesome. Monty, thank you so much for being on the show today. How can we support you? Uh, Let us know where we can find you online as well. Right. So for everyone, you can find me. It's at Monty.Saveri on most social platforms and on LinkedIn as well. You can check out my page on Instagram and of course on our podcast. It is I'm Not Bored, which is the kids segment and Kids Stop Press, which is the parenting podcast as well. And yeah, that's about it. I can't wait to listen to your the kids podcast. It's called I'm Not Bored. Yes. Okay. And you said it was like two and a half minute segments on various topics for kids. Yeah. Everything that you would want to go back and Google. Sunira, you won't have answers to these. Trust me. I am so excited. I'm so excited. So I'm not bored. I'm going to go subscribe to that right away. I cannot wait. I'll keep you posted on what my kids think. Thank you so much, Monty. Congratulations on all your success and everything that you've built. Keep on rocking it. We'll see you guys next week at CEO School. Hey there, if you enjoy this week's episode themes and want to go deeper into concepts on mindset, money, and marketing, download our freebie with the five secrets that helped me scale multiple companies to seven figures and beyond. These are the exact skills that will help you get you to your next level. Find it on CEO School's bio on Instagram at CEO School. If you love today's episode, leave us a review. This is how we grow and reach more incredible entrepreneurs like you. Tell us what you loved about the episode and you'll be entered to win one ticket to our Women in Business Conference this September in Orlando. I can't wait to see you.